0: back to paying for attention a podcast where we talk about paid media myths and solutions around your common problems Uh, today we're gonna be talking about lead quality analysis this is a favorite topic of ours here at megathos uh, so we're really excited to share with you some some things and and specifically today we're gonna be talking about five ways to increase qualified applicants for higher education companies uh, uh, sorry higher education Um, so today I'm joined by Keegan Brown CEO at Megathos hi Keegan hey Andrew (laughs) <laughs> Good to see you. So, uh, we're going to start off with, uh, demographics really. I think, uh, that's, you know, your audience is obviously the key to any marketing, but even more specifically with higher education, it's extremely important, right? So, so you can take us through a couple of the things that we think through when building audiences for higher ed
1: clients. Yeah. So just getting right into it, you know, <clears throat> a big thing with, uh, it really any client or any, any type of marketing uh, campaign, we want to make sure we take a look at the current data that we have, right? So taking a look at um, qualified applicants uh, over the last few years, if you have it, and taking a look at their location, their age, uh, those types of demographic information to get an idea of who you should be targeting that's i mean it sounds very simple but you'd be very surprised with how many um marketing teams at at uh, universities that we've worked with that really don't even start there or really have an understanding of who that is and how they should start targeting their marketing campaigns
0: yeah i mean it's it's not it's not uncommon right you, we want to start somewhere um you, obviously i think typically higher ed the the advantage we have there is there's going to be a lot of historical data. Mm-hmm. They already have students so yeah. that, that we, we have a place to start on yeah. there. Sometimes we get startups in here, right? And we're like, and, and they say, you know, who should I be targeting? Um, uh, I, I would love some historical data to go off of. So I'm not casting a wide net and narrowing from there. The advantage with higher ed is we have current students to go off of. What do your current students look like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and when it comes to, you know, uh, overall higher education, Definitely look at your current students, current qualified applicants, um, and when you're looking at you know graduate programs, um, a- another kind of layer of demographic information that you could take a look at is what's the most common set of undergraduate degrees. So if you're an MBA, uh, if you're looking at uh, MBA, you know applicants and students that you currently have, you probably notice that a w- good majority of those uh, MBA uh, students have an undergraduate degree in business that allows you to target in things like uh, LinkedIn and, and Facebook to make sure that you're getting students not only from uh, the programs that you know are most commonly generating those those students, that MBA program, but also possibly the school. Uh, a lot of graduate schools have um, uh, um, you know, uh, undergrad universities that uh, have an affinity for those graduate programs. Usually it's uh, similar you know to to locally right so um, definitely something there that is good to to tar- try and target
0: you touched on locally and I think this is an interesting point and and I have a, a, a kind of screwball question there because in this remote working world right COVID mm-hmm. changed everything with the way we work have you seen that effect uh, so so let me preface this with, Obviously, uh, traditionally, an MBA program. Let's continue with that example. Um, traditionally, you would target the region around mm-hmm. the university and ask those students to come to campus. Now we have some sort of remote learning options. Have you seen that hit the higher ed space at all with the with the with the onset of COVID and virtual learning and things like that?
1: Yeah, I would say it really comes down to where you're at and targeting the funnel. So. For example, I would say when we've done this with other universities and colleges um, and when we're looking at grad programs, uh, typically it's going to be locally. Right. So what we've seen on channels like Google for paid search is the shift away from local targeting. So uh, pre-COVID, um, most of the applicants were coming from the same city or metro area. As uh, where the graduate program is, because either they went there for their undergrad or a surrounding university that they got their uh, their bachelor's. And
0: degree. then they started working in the area for Correct. a little bit, yeah, right? Right. Yep. They probably mm-hmm. a
1: lot of people don't move, especially yeah. from big metro areas, right? And, um, or it's just the awareness factor, right? Um, you know, driving around the Phoenix area, we see a lot of ASU billboards, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> uh, and so you know, I think that's a big part of it. Either. They already went to an undergrad uh program nearby um and they started working in it or just when you're in that that you know metro area you're going to be more aware of those universities that are are near to you right um but as uh as that kind of expanded right a lot of those people uh post covid a lot of those people who went to their got their undergraduate degree in one city are now living in completely different cities and yeah. states. So the search volume around those is much different um, over the last year and a half, two years than it was before, where it was much more, you know, probably 80, 90% locally. Now it's, you know, maybe a little bit more like 50-50 or maybe 60-40 locally. Um, but when it comes to, um, uh, up a little upper in the funnel, you know, middle and top of funnel, when you're looking at things like paid social and display, again, using LinkedIn as the uh, example here, um, you still want to use the schools that are probably um, within a local area around that, that graduate program. So, um, again, in the case of Arizona, um, you know, if, if you're ASU, you probably will be targeting U of A NAU, yeah. um, probably some Southern California schools mm-hmm. as well. Um, just because those are the people that you know already went to those schools, they're already aware of ASU, and they're more likely to actually become a student there for the graduate program. Uh, but on the search side, because you don't have that specific undergrad degree type targeting, you kind of have to leave it a little bit more open.
0: Yeah, and you, you touched on the affinity for the uh, graduate degree program you're targeting, um, you, you have built in, you know, probably 80% of your, uh, of your targeting is, is already built in, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Someone, someone looking for an MBA is likely, likely has an undergraduate business degree. Use Correct. that to your advantage, yep. right? They majored in, in, uh, you know, they got a, they got a degree in in marketing. They got a degree in accounting finance. Right. That's that's a, the majority of your targeting right there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what you look at as well. And then and then the other obvious one is is age. Right. And it it, it seems obvious, but don't don't widen your targeting to, you know, um, to to age ranges that are not likely to be students. Uh, um, you know, narrow that down. We have that option in all channels to target by age. So let's let's use that to our advantage. So um, on the agency side, obviously ask the client, you know, what is the typical age range? I'm sure it's probably a bell curve, right? So there are probably outliers, uh, but mm-hmm. use the majority there to know, okay, you know, 75% of my students are gonna be within 25 to 30 years old for an MBA program, right? So use that to your advantage. Um, and 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 work off that data so that we're not wasting ad spend on 55 year olds who are well into their career uh seems obvious but you know definitely do what you can on the audience side so that you don't waste ad spend and then on the on the client side be sure to share that with an agency right yeah it, it seems so simple but uh any demographic uh information that you have is super useful to your agency
1: yeah and, and just to add on that you know we work with a handful of different universities and uh you know some of the mba programs require maybe a year or two of experience right, right? so you want to make sure that they're not 21 years old cuz just generally speaking mm-hmm. most 21 year olds don't have an undergraduate degree and two years of professional experience to so apply for your mba program right um and then we you know some of those universities have an executive mba which do require 10-12 years experience so probably not looking at the 18 to 24 year old range. You all probably want to look at 30 plus. Yeah. And so that's definitely extremely important when you're looking at lead quality for these different types of programs and making sure you have the understanding at a um, at a program level.
0: Yeah, program level. That's the that's perfect way to, to sum it up because it's not a one size fits all. The, yeah. un, the, the university is obviously going to offer a a, a wide range of, of degrees and even certificate programs right those are those are coming on the scene now and yeah. they're a lower cost option and it's still continued education um, but maybe you don't need that two to four years of real world experience for yeah. a certificate program you come right out of college you want to better your resume you go get a certificate program or do a boot camp or a coding boot camp right and that's so just keep all of these things in mind and and when when doing your targeting right definitely. So so moving on um, in terms of implementing the demographic targeting, uh, what what do you see as the biggest mistake universities make when when implementing their demographic targeting?
1: Yeah, you know, I think this is a tough question because, um, you know, what we've seen over the last few years is an increase in uh, privacy and, uh, um, you know, those types of efforts from these different platforms like Google and Facebook. Um, But I think the biggest thing that we've seen is, you know, obviously universities want diversity and uh, that's extremely important to them. And and it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is extremely difficult to do that with these paid platforms because of the data data privacy um, concerns that, um, you know, consumers have had and users of these different platforms have had. So when it comes to, um, you know, really targeting for diversity, it gets very difficult. When you're looking at gender diversity or racial diversity um and ethnicity it's it's extremely difficult and so when you're looking at platforms you know very bottom of funnel like google uh, for paid search you're you really have very limited options in terms of the diversity that you can kind of increase there there isn't anything really that we could utilize to uh increase you know different uh nationalities and ethnicities and, and races um besides our geo targeting. Right. And that's, again, just very general. Right. And so it can get very difficult. And even with uh, platforms like Facebook and Instagram, they've implemented new policies over the last couple of years that have really limited um, the ability to target those certain different uh, demographics. Yeah. So kind of expecting that from paid programs can be extremely difficult and limited limited when uh, when you're actually implementing those demographic um, parameters.
0: And the other consideration there, I would say, is yeah i mean it's it's not impossible geographically to target uh you know my my program gets is seeing a flux of applicants from uh singapore right and it's not impossible to target singapore the consideration on our end as an agency optimizing your accounts is well singapore may perform 4x worse right and so are you willing to pay 4x more for uh, you know, and, and maybe not four X worse, maybe on the front end, it, it looks even right. It looks even with, um, you're a Southern California, uh, you know, program and, and we're targeting, you know, Los Angeles County versus, um, Singapore, right. Just as a, as a random example. And, and the cost per lead looks the same. Well, what if, what if we dive into the lead quality mm-hmm. and the, and and, and we're just getting looky lose I, I hate to use that term but we're just getting looky- lose from other countries right they're just converting and they're not becoming students because it's a huge barrier to move to the to a new country work around the uh, visa issues and everything like that right so um, that's where lead quality really comes in in into play is sure it may look like it may look like even performance on the front end but did you dive that extra layer deeper and I think that's really what we're trying to get at in this entire, uh, conversation is, is, did you dive that layer deeper and understand, okay, how, how are your leads turning into qualified students and applicants? And uh, in, in, in the end, you know, obviously paying students, you know, that obviously you have to hit your bottom line and we're aware of that. And we want to make sure that, you know, the, the, the leads that we're sending to a higher education institution or university is getting positive return on their investment, Right.
1: Right, yeah, at the end of the day, um, you know, everybody's looking at enrollment numbers. And so um, as an agency, you know, we're always obviously concerned with that and making sure that we hit the, uh, the those goals set. So, you know, looking at um, actually getting to the, those numbers and being able to see those, uh, the third step is really setting up tracking leads through the application process and enrollment process, right? And so with that comes, um, a lot of technical pieces to make sure that we can track from the time that somebody searches for a relevant program to what we're offering all the way down to them enrolling and kind of starting their first day of classes um, and really what starts with that is uh, uh, really making sure that you have a, um, a structure in place to make sure you're tracking those keywords search queries um, ads and copy um, to the program and tracking with UTMs the user all the way through the pro the, the entire student journey, but um, uh, before they start classes, and you know we know uh, with a lot of our um, higher education clients um, using uh, CRMs like Salesforce and Slate, um, you know setting up those those uh, fields in those in those platforms for the channel, for the ad copy, for the landing page, for the program. Um, for the keyword and making sure that we track that entire process through so that at the end of the day, we can say X percent of your budget on paid search, X percent of your budget on paid search or social went to this keyword, to this ad, to this audience, and generated this many applicants and enrolled students. Um, That's going to be the biggest way that you can start to gather that data and make sure that you can optimize in the future.
0: Yeah, and this is a this is a key difference from higher ed and other lead gen, uh, you know, entities and, and companies, right? Uh, a lot of times we see a, a classic, you know, uh, miscommunication between marketing and sales, mm-hmm. right? With, there's a there's a gap there sometimes where marketing is delivering leads, sales is frustrated, they're not communicating with each other. And we're having issues with lead quality is is the bottom line foundational issue. Well, with with higher ed, you you don't necessarily have a sales team, right? You're 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 expecting the the people who are applying to be serious applicants, mm-hmm. and so you kind of filter it out that way, and you're able to filter applications as opposed to, um, you know, have a salesperson do a discovery call in in a classic lead generation scenario, right? So, um, you you don't necessarily have that miscommunication. However, it's still very important to have these these uh, technical items set up in your in your salesforce slate for example to to be able to see and and not just see where it came from but but uh we're going to get to this in a in a in a a minute is is see exactly what keyword they search for paid search what campaign they came came from in linkedin right so um using those utms to to track that that allows your agency to do some serious data analysis on you know okay i know your qualified applicants come from This keyword more often than not, this device more often than not, this geo more often than not. Right. And having all that data available to us is is super important uh, for us as an agency.
1: Yeah. And I think, yeah, to that point, you know, analyzing those leads from paid media. Yeah. So being able to, like you said, look at those different keywords, campaigns, geos, um, ad copy, um, and being able to really find what is working and what's not working and being able to allocate budgets. And again, another step in the process that uh, what we have found most, most higher education organizations are not utilizing to their, to their benefit in optimization for these campaign uh, and marketing strategies. Um, and, you know, it's something that becomes very technical very quickly. Um, but being able to go back and actually analyze that data and optimize allows you to take that that information and those insights back up another level and to, to be have a, have higher level conversations around why are these you know these specific undergrad degrees leading to this graduate degree um, how do we get more of them what what schools are kind of feeder schools to us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what are the demographics of the locations that, you know, are generating these, uh, these enrolled students and uh, being able to plan more traditional marketing around them or uh, planning more outreach to these different um, segments and audiences that you can start to uh, plan around. Um, and so it's extremely important, not only for paid media, but for uh, the organization uh, as a whole. Um, and you can take that back to program directors, admission yeah. board, uh, admission teams, and be able to give that so that they can start to do more outreach
0: and I, I also want to hit on that it's it's also program by program right if you're if you're, <laughs> yeah. if you're a, a graduate business school you don't have just one program right you have MBAs executive MBAs your target is different your your audience looks different mm-hmm. so we can't again I, I already hit on it but you can't apply a one-size fits all mm-hmm. approach and say this this keyword was great um, this channel was excellent right um, so it, it may take different audiences, different ways through the funnel to become a student. Um, And so it's almost like we almost look at it as if they're their own clients, right? You almost have to treat them, treat them as if their yeah. own. they the each program is its own client. You, when we do QBRs, we don't just talk about here's performance, right? We talk about with with a higher ed uh, university, for example. We don't we don't talk about here's performance as a whole. We go program by program and talk about here's the performance of this program. This program didn't do as well this quarter. Here's some insights as to why, and here's what we're going to do about it, right? And that's that's extremely important as well. Um, and, and with that, I think the, 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 the final thing that that you touched on there that I want to get into a little bit more is, is sometimes, especially on the paid social side, they're not quite ready to apply to your program right from one ad view, one, one ad click, right? You're serving them a LinkedIn ad. Um, and, and yes, they're in market. They're 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 looking for a program, but they're probably looking for four or five programs and vetting them. Right. So how do you stay on top of those those types of of people and make sure that uh, we don't lose them after one ad click and and they go to the competitor university in the area?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously there, you know, we you know, we know that especially in higher education, there's several steps before. Um, a prospective student actually applies yeah. for your yeah. for university, right? Um, and so uh, really making sure that you have that full funnel approach from top of funnel down to middle of funnel, down to bottom of funnel, getting them to actually apply um, and making sure that you're hitting them on the different channels, um, hitting them with different messaging, hitting them with different resources to help them guide them through to making that decision. Um you know, I can still look back at my undergrad program and thinking about the resources that I was given that actually made me apply for um, the school that I did, um, and, and then kind of the last step before I did that. And really, um, one of the ways that you can do this is by tracking multi-step um, attribution, right? Or multi-touch attribution. So seeing uh, all of those different digital channels that are bringing them to your site, um, and, and what's actually making them convert and what are those uh, most common pathways that are doing that? What are those campaigns? What are those, those pieces of content that you're delivering to them throughout the different stages to get them to, to actually convert? And so there's a lot of different tools out there that you can utilize to build up that multi-touch attribution. So the fifth way is really understanding each touch point in that student's journey to actually applying for your school.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't have a ton to add on the multi touch attribution, although it's extremely important because like I said, you don't you don't want someone to enter your funnel and then you stop serving content. Um Relevant, <laughs> relevant information to them. So obviously, have a, have more than just a paid media marketing plan to 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 work on that. Obviously, universities are pretty good at you know having an email marketing campaign yep. going on. Like, hey, you know, here's some. You, I, I saw you were interested in this program. You know, here's some more information on it.
1: Toward the school, yeah. Right? Like, imagine every single person who ever raised their hand said, "I want to go to your university." You take them on a tour, and the and the entire tour is. Apply, apply, yeah. apply. Right? It's not going to work. Tell yeah. them why they should apply. Yeah. Uh, show them the benefits of this of the school, maybe the campus, all those different things. Right? And so making sure that you're giving them the right things throughout the funnel to make sure that they understand why and where they're going and and the reasons why they should go.
0: And and another reason we we really enjoy the the challenge of working on higher education uh, clients is. the the competitive landscape is intense, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Like, you know, some companies, maybe they'll have two, three direct competitors if you're lucky, right? Yeah. Universities have hundreds. Yeah. Literally hundreds. Yeah. And, you know, geography is a competitor of yours. Um, (laughs) You know, not even deciding to put off Getting your higher education degree, mm-hmm. obviously a competitor, a, a threat more more a threat than a competitor, yeah. but online schools, yeah, online just so even within your own programs, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you don't offer a specific program they're yeah. they're looking for. They raise their hand and we're interested, and your competitor offers the specific program that they were looking mm-hmm. for. That's that's another threat, right? So the competitive landscape is intense, and um, we really enjoy staying on top of that type of that type of thing and pulling those insights and understanding what's what's specifically going on there and what we can do about it and uh uh daniel our our creative manager who's who's not able to be on this podcast but he he would love to talk about that in terms of serving content right Mm -hmm. the really segmenting out your audience based on some insights we found based on the the competition and saying this you know hey my program manager says we're losing a lot of students to this other program or for this or that reason uh, well we'd love to develop a landing page that talks about those two or yeah. three points that that will entice that user to that that potential student to become an actual student and not lose them out to the competition right so um, it says this it's it's similar with any other industry right you you obviously have to consider your your uh unique selling propositions in a a way and and really segment out your ad campaigns and and serve content that makes sense for that situation right
1: yeah it can be a lot when you have you know 5 10 15 20 programs right so um it's it's really about learning uh you know the foundation of what works for for every program and being able to build that for each specific program and testing, right, right, uh, yeah,
0: constant testing and optimization, um, even on the display side. What what display creative got me the most actual, you know, uh, conversions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what and and just constantly testing, going through iterations, not only you know quarterly, for example, and and looking at it and analyzing it and not leaving it at, well, that one did better. Let's just roll with that one. Just testing again, right? Well, thank you, everyone. That's really all we had for today on lead quality and ways to increase qualified applications for higher education. I hope you enjoyed and got some uh, good nuggets out of there. Uh, We enjoyed talking to you about it. So until next time, uh, from Andrew Hollington, Director of Strategy, and Keegan Brown, CEO at Megathos, we thank you for tuning in and look forward to seeing you next time. mute me.